0: Greetings, and welcome back to another installment in the OU's Shnaim Mikra program. My name is Yitzhak Ket Shalom, and today we're going to take a look at the fifth Aliyah of our parashah, Parashat Lech Lecha. The Aliyah begins, picks up, right after the detente, or the beginning of the meeting, between Malki Zedek, who was the king of Shalem, which we understand uh, to be the older name for Yerushalayim, uh, and, uh, Avram and Malkitsedech bless each other. Avram brings a gift. Malkitzedek blesses him and blesses his God. And, um, and, uh, at this point, uh, the King of Stom is part of the detente. And the Aliyah picks up in Pasuk Chaf Aleph. This is something we spoke about in the, our analysis of the second Aliyah. But the King of Stom said to Avram, you have rescued all of the captives and all of their possessions uh, from the hands of the four empires. So uh give me back the people, and you can keep the money. I've lifted up my hand to Hashem. The simple reading of this is this is a statement of an oath. And again, as we had in the meeting with uh Malchit Tzedek, uh, he says he calls Hashem El, el Yon Kone Shemayim Varetz. Here, the word Kone does not mean what it means from Rabbinic Hebrew. It means Ose Ose Shemayim Varetz. Uh, this phrase might be familiar uh from the addition that we have uh in Tefillah Friday night, El, el Yon Kone Shemayim Varetz, uh, which really was part of the Nusach Eretz Yisrael Shabbos night. That I will not take from a string to a shoestring. So they're showing him, explain that the string is something that uh, would be held to use to tie the shirt together. So it means like from head to toe. I will take anything of yours, meaning I don't want any of your money. I don't want you walk around saying, I am rich Tavram. And again, we spoke about this two podcasts ago. Bill Adai, but besides me, the spoils of my uh, my band, my allies, those are his three allies, they take their portions. I can't speak for them. And if they want to take their spoils, that's fine, but I refuse to. Now, this is now Perek Tadvav. Hashem appears, and it's the first time that this phrase shows up. It shows up to him in a vision. And that word is key because there's going to be all sorts of visual pieces that were not there in the previous two times that Hashem spoke to Avram, which was at the very beginning, Lech Lecha, and after Lot separated from at the end of Yod Gimel, when Hashem appeared to him and said, goes throughout the land. In those cases, all the text said was, Hashem spoke to him. Here he says, "Alti Avram, and the reason that Machazeh is significant is because again there will be various visual components to this uh, to this prophecy. Al don't be afraid, Avram. Magen Lach, Scharchar Bemi'od, I will protect you. And this is the, where the phrase Magen Avram comes from. You have a great reward. So Rashi immediately picks up on on this statement because any time that you tell somebody don't be afraid we can conclude that they had reason to be afraid. So what was the reason that Avram was afraid that Hashem had to reassure him and then tell him he has a great reward? So Rashi says that Avram was afraid that he had used up his schuyot, his merits that he had gained that should be squirreled away. Instead he had used them up in uh, success in the war. Others show him to take a look at it differently, and suggest that Avram was afraid of retaliation from the kings because he had uh, had fought the war, or perhaps he was afraid that as a result of his involvement with the war, his own position as a teacher, etc., would be challenged, and that he would not be able to successfully uh, um, that he would able be able to successfully do his teaching. Uh the second position is the one of the Rashbam. The Rashbab says, Altira, don't be afraid of the kings who are going to uh who are going to hurt you. Uh similar position is taken uh by uh, by the Ramban. <coughs> In any case he reassures him and Avram speaks to back to Hashem for the very first time. Because Hashem has been promising Avram a great nation, the land, and Avram now turns and says, what are you going to give me? Are you know, promise me gifts? I am childless. Who is the one who is my household? It's this fellow, Damesek Eliezer. By the way, Damasek Eliezer is understood to be Avram's senior butler or valet or, or servant. And every other time that we speak about a servant, Avram, many read that as being Eliezer. But his name only shows up in this one place, Damasek Eliezer. So Avram identifies that he has a ben ba'it, a member of his household, who is the and then Avram says, "You haven't given me any children, so he's going to inherit. Which means anything you're giving to me is a wasted gift." He introduces now this stepping up or ramping up into the in the prophecy, and it says, "Lo yirash this one, meaning Eliezer, will not be the one to inherit you. One that will come out of the ulorns will inherit you, meaning that you will have a child of your own, and that will be the one that, you, that will inherit you. Avram is already an older man; has not been successful having children until now, which means that we're looking towards a miracle. And then. And Hashem took him outside. And he said, look up to the heavens and count the stars. See if you can count them. And Hashem said, That will be your seed. Meaning, your seed will be like that. And he trusted God. And he considered to be an act of tzedakah. and this big machlok Rishonim, who considered what? Meaning, did Hashem consider Avram's belief to be an act of tzedakah? Or did, Hashem consider, did Avram consider the promise to him to be an act of tzedakah, that he wasn't worthy? But I'd like to take a look for a moment at Pasuk Hei, where Hashem uh, takes Avram outside and says, Count the stars and uh, see if you can count them. Meaning that you cannot count the stars. They're innumerable. He says, that's how many kids you, you're going to have. The interesting thing is that this is a prophecy. And Hashem said to him, you're going to have this many kids. And in reality, Avram had either one or two children. I mean, It depends how you count Ishmael. The issue of B'nei Keturah, which is something we will deal with at the end of Chayi Sarah, does not enter into the, into the reckoning. So what, what is the nature of this prophecy? I once heard something from a uh, neighbor here in Los Angeles, a very interesting observation. He said, if you take a look a little bit later in the parsha, skipping into the next aliyah, you can see in Pasuk Bet that at that point the sun sets. And it gets dark, and that's the intensity of this prophecy. Which means that if we read this as happening in real time, and the Rambam would reject that absolutely and say this entire thing is a dream, but if we would accept the idea that this is happening in a real time, then that means that this statement is happening during the day. And that later on it gets dark, which means that Hashem said to Avram, during the day, go outside and count the stars, see if you can count them. Now, how many stars are generally visible during the day? Generally, there's only one, and that is the sun. And it's because of the presence of the sun that we can't see the rest of the stars, because the light of the sun, of course, overwhelms us and blots out anything else. So he suggested that that's the same thing. Hashem said to Avram, go out and see if you can count the stars. You can't count any stars, you can't see them because there's one huge sun that's going to blot them out and that's the same thing going to be with you you're going to have a son who's going to be so overwhelmingly impressive and so extraordinary that he will blot out anything else but know that in the background there are stars and when that sun sets those stars will come out in the same way you will have in your lifetime you'll have a great sun, son s o n who will be as bright as the sun s u n uh and uh, but hiding behind him generations down the line are innumerable descendants and that indeed will be your That highlights the phrase Vemin Bashem because now Avram's trust is more than just a trust that what you just told me is gonna happen, but that in my entire lifetime I'm not going to see the end of that promise but I still trust that it's going to happen, and then we understand the phrase, v'achshu staka Okay, we'll pick up in the next podcast. In the next podcast is, uh, if we were to do what we just did, which is to go through all the psukim, translate and explain what's going on, and then discuss some of the ideas, it would be very, very long. Instead, we will su- I'll summarize the points in the next podcast, and then focus in on two specific issues, one brief on the Tarim, and one, the story of Hagar everyone should have a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll see you in the next podcast on OU's Schneimikra.